Welcome to the GYSB Talks podcast with host Carla Palmer. GYSB Talks, get your sexy back talks, is the number one podcast helping women in midlife elevate physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships. I am so happy and oh so grateful that you are here today and every week. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of GYSB Talks. Get your sexy back, Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, and today we are joined by Adrian Earls. Hi, Adrian. Hello, Carla. How are you? I am great, and I am excited that you are back on GYSB Talks. Always a great guest. Today, we're going to be talking about why live paycheck to paycheck. So, listen. Much needed conversation. Um, We are going to introduce Adrienne. Adrienne Earls is an author known for her works, 21 Days of Abundance Affirmations and Increase, a 21-Day Journey. With over 30 years of managerial experience in corporate America, she has honed her skills as a wealth builder and money strategist. After a successful career, Adrian recently retired and now dedicates her time to being a full-time realtor. Adrian has also ventured into the world of online education through her YouTube channel, Adrian's Avenue. Here, she passionately imparts her knowledge, empowering others with valuable insights on finances and retirement strategies. Adrian, we are in need of you <laughs> right now. I am here. <laughs> Thank God you are here. You know, this world that we currently live in, the economy that we are currently in right now, it's very, very difficult for most people, right? And the title of this, Why Live Paycheck to Paycheck, everybody's living paycheck to paycheck pretty much, right? The average person. So I wanted to bring you on so we could talk about some strategies that we can put into place where people can still enjoy life, right? And then still be able to do some saving. Why Why do you think it's important for you to talk about these things on Adrian's Avenue? I think it's important to uh, talk about these things on Adrian's Avenue simply because uh, you're right. The majority of the people are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, it's a large majority and it's not limited to the people that uh, not necessarily making a lot of money. There are people in the six figure um, digits that are still living paycheck to paycheck. And so uh, it's something that people sometimes get used to and think this is the way things are and that there's nothing I can do about this, especially with the economy, the way it is, the interest rates, the way they are. And so they just settle in as this is just the way things are and there's nothing that I can do about it. And so uh, I want to bring some hope and some strategies to those folks that think that this is the only way uh, to to do things, because not everyone is living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what is what are some common things that you see with people when it comes to their spending habits? Their spending habits, um, they pretty much if you're living paycheck to paycheck. It's uh, normally a combination of perhaps not enough income coming in, 
are not being on a budget. So there are expenses that you have purchased, uh, items that you have purchased that you are paying for with future dollars um, that are now on the list. And sometimes we say that, you know, we use a credit card and because it's only, oh, $25 a month, I can afford that. Then you get something else that's $25 a month. Oh, I can afford that. Next thing you know, you have a four or $500 credit card note bill that you're paying every month, along with everything else that you have to uh, uh, pay for, um, you know, food and, and clothes and shelter, utilities, your car, your internet. Those are things that you pretty much need. But when you start piling this other stuff on, that leads to the paycheck to paycheck living especially when your income is not going up relative to the amount of things that you're buying and having to pay out every month. Um, yeah, you said a lot there. What, um, how do people cope with inflation? Like the inflation that we are in right now is astronomical. Like just parents going to get school supplies and, snacks for their kids and back to school clothes like they're in dire situations right and a lot of them are on income levels that are not matching with the inflation you know sometimes you get that three percent cost of living raise but then sometimes you don't so what what encouragement would you give to somebody like that they're not doing like extravagant spending but they're just really trying to get by right right uh, what I would say for uh, folks like that, because I, I meet people on a daily basis, and uh, when this is happening, especially when you have more than one child in school and you have to buy the school supplies for three, you know, maybe four children, and then uh, sometimes the school asks you to buy a certain amount, and you're not buying it only for your child, but you're buying it for the school, right? And so they may not they may get to use 50% of the stuff that you're giving to the school. But when you have four children in the school and you're buying, you know, $99 to $150 just for school supplies, it can get very, very expensive. I know that there are, there are churches and there are organizations that you can kind of tap into if you're in that situation to help with uh, the, the purchases of all your kids and what you have to send to the schools. But I would say uh, couponing will come back into play nowadays. Uh, just look for discounts, shop at discount stores, uh, read labels, because I have switched because, you know, going to the grocery store, $60, $75 a week for me used to be great. Now that $60 or $75 a week has ballooned into $100, $110, $115, and I'm not getting any more food. And then they're making some of these containers smaller so you're not getting the same amount that you used to get. So now instead of buying national brands, I am looking and reading labels and maybe getting something, a store brand that of the same quality and using that. And, you know, when eggs went up, well, for a while, I kind of came off of eggs because instead of paying the astronomical prices for an egg, it's like, let me back off of this because there are some things that are on sale or you can still buy, but then there are some things that just kind of blew up. And it's like, to me, it didn't make sense to, if something was going to double or triple in price and I didn't have to have it, I shifted to something else, you know, replaced that with something else. 
for the time being. Now, every now and then, if I want to have an egg or whatever, I'll, I'll still do it. But um, sometimes you have to shift to other things so that you can uh, still eat and eat healthfully. But, you know, you can still eat and enjoy, enjoy food and eat some of the things that you really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, my food, my grocery bill has really risen. It's gone up so high. And I come home and I'm like, I got three bags. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a year ago, had I bought these same things, I mean, I was, could even get more stuff for the same amount of money. So it's crazy. You know, I credit you with uh, helping me get out of debt many, many years ago. Thank you for that. And uh, I have been able to maintain that uh, debt-free status aside from the investment property that I've purchased, right. right? So I thank you for that. And uh, and I still use a budget to this day. So can we talk a little bit about some of the advice that you were given like back in the Periscope days, and maybe you still do that now, about how to live on a budget um, and how to stay within those parameters that you have outlined in the, that budget? Absolutely. That's one of my favorite topics, budget. Uh, I, I often speak about budget on my YouTube uh, channel because there's no way around it. And people think the B word budget is a bad word. It's not a bad word. All budget is, is you knowing where your money is going. You know, it's going to leave you whether you know where it's going or not, but it puts you back in control. And we want to be in control of everything else. When we go on trips, we want to be in control of how we do that. We, we plan out, you know, make all these plans and stuff. But when it comes to our money, we don't want to face that and we want to get on a budget. And these days with AI and these budget apps, it's easier than ever to get on a budget. And you can look at your budget. I use Mint. That's what I use. And it's on my phone. And at any moment of time, wake up in the middle of the night, turn Mint on. It will tell me what my net worth is. It'll show me my credit cards. It'll show me any checks. It shows me how much money I have in whatever bank accounts I have. It's wonderful. If I go over, say, my gym membership one month, it'll say you're $10 over gym membership. So it reminds you of things. So we have to take advantage of this. So, you know, back in the day when you had to sit down and have a spreadsheet. Now, I'm old school, so I do still have a spreadsheet. But because I want to know at a moment's notice where I am as far as my money's concerned, I use my Mint app and I totally trust it. it uh, Intuit is the company that, that has it. Um, and so I, I totally trust Mint. I you know, connected it with all of my accounts and everything so it knows everything about me. But it's just so easy these days to, uh, to have an app on your phone. And that's not the only app. Dave Ramsey has an app that uh every dollar you can use that you need a budget that's the one that's the one i use that you okay. told me to use back in the day and i still use that one okay. okay i do have mint but i haven't gone and used it i think in the way that it's supposed to be used but dave ramsey was the app the, the every dollar app is the one that i currently use right just as long as you use something you know because if you don't know like i said uh, what you're spending and where you're spending it uh, the end of the month comes, your money's gone and you don't know what happened. Or before the end of the month, when you have more month than money, it's gone and you don't know what happened. But if you if you uh, can track it, you'll know exactly what happened. And if you want to shift from buying coffee every day or buying uh, whatever it is, snacks every day to uh, moving that money somewhere else, you can do that. But uh, you have to have you have to have a budget. 
uh, in order to, to do that. The other ingredient to that is, is getting out of debt. I talk a lot about that on my YouTube channel too. Now, um, there's no fun. It's no fun getting out of debt. It wasn't. No, it's no fun. I mean, really, uh, and people think I'm in prison. I can't do this. I can't do that. But the fun, because I, I'll say this, Carla, people on the street are out of debt, right? They don't have yeah. any bills, right? So getting out of debt is not the, the thing that you're really shooting for. You get out of debt so that money that you have, you're not paying to American Express. You're not paying to MasterCard. You're not paying to Bank of America. You can do what you want to with that money when you get out of debt. So we need to focus more on what am I going to do with the money that I have once I get out of debt? And I control can control what I spend and where I put it uh, as opposed to these bills coming in all the time. And I'm just writing checks to bills and I can't do anything else because I have all these bills. So uh, the point is you get out of the debt so that you can have freedom with your money. You just don't get out of debt just to get out because it's, it's really no fun. We all have had to go through it. You know, I went through it long, long ago. And once you it's just like getting into shape. If you don't continue with those habits, you're, you're not going to stay in, in great shape, you know. And so basically you have to continue with some habits in order to stay in control of your money stay out of debt and, uh, you know, pay your debt down, pay your debt off, and then have the freedom to, uh, to spend the money as you see fit as well as invest for the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and we all have like bucket list items that we want to do. We all have things that we want to be able to support, you know, well, some of us with our children, right. right? Like if my son came to me and he needed something, I feel confident that I would be able to support him in that way because of getting out of debt years ago. And I say years ago, I think it was probably like 2016, something like that. But still, you know, I'm able to do that. I'm able to put on my budget line items an area where it says travel, right? And that's not travel for next week. That might be travel for six months from now or travel for next year to another country that I want to go and visit, right? And so just getting in that mindset, it's a muscle that has to be, you know, conditioned and worked on. But once the muscle is there and it, it, it's like what you were saying too, like you're not tied to every single line item. Like if you want to take money from this line item and put it over here, I wouldn't do it from the money that you put in, in your savings account. But if you want to take a line item from, you know, Hey, I won't buy as many groceries this year. And I want this week and I want to put more in my dining out. It's still month, the same amount of money, right. right? You might eat some beans at the house, but now you can go out to eat, but it's the discipline that is um, the beautiful part of it. And after some time you get used to it, mm -hmm. you get used to it. And you're so grateful that you or you you're so yeah i think grateful is the right where i'm grateful to you for being able to follow you and learn some of those strategies and then i'm just really proud of myself because my son sees me doing my budget he don't be like all in my money business and stuff but he's like oh what are you doing I'm like it's friday i do live paycheck to paycheck still in a way right it's friday i'm doing i got paid today i'm doing my budget and he sees me like sitting there doing my budget and i think he is paying attention I think it's going to take him a while. He's only 23. I think it's going to take him a while before he gets into that rhythm of doing something like that. But 
I know that he does some saving because his computer completely just crashed and broke on him a couple months ago. They couldn't fix it. It wasn't even an old computer. It was a Mac. Took it to the Apple store. The Apple doctor couldn't fix it. They were like, we do not know what happened with this. But the warranty was done. Barely. And so he was able to just buy a new computer. I said, you had the money to just buy a new computer? Didn't ask me for a cent. He said, yeah, I did. He said, it took a lot of my money, most of it, but but I had it. And I was so proud of him. And I'm like, okay, some of that has to be him paying some attention to what I've shown him and what, you know, we've talked about over the years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you bring yeah. up a good point because, uh, you know, the Bible speaks of uh, a, a good man leaves inheritance to his children, ch- children, children's children. However, we do know also the story of the prodigal son that's in the Bible, and uh, he took his dad's inheritance, right, but and went and spent it unwisely because he did not know how to handle the money. So it's not like he didn't have the money. He had the money, but he didn't know how to handle it. So by you teaching your son or him looking at you doing the things that you're doing, you know, you're instilling things in him that he can use for the future, you know, when you're going on or when the grandkids come and that type of thing. So it's a good thing. Don't think your children are not watching what you're doing. And when he starts asking mm-hmm. questions and stuff, that's a great, great story because, you know, not a lot of people or not a lot of, of kids would be able to, to do something like that, you know. So that's a, I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm proud of him for looking at you and for him to taking care, taking care of his business, you know. Mm-hmm. See, your strategies have trickled down, Adrian. <laughs> they have trickled down. You know, speaking of uh, kids watching us, he's also watching me sometimes do things that aren't as healthy. So that's going to take me into this conversation about retail therapy. Okay. Okay. Um, retail therapy is a real thing. Uh, it is temporary relief, but it feels amazing when you're in it. It feels amazing. And uh, oftentimes there are consequences that come with the retail shopping later. The consequences are later. So let's talk about that. Like people who are getting that temporary relief from the retail therapy because maybe they're in stressful situations at work or the attitude of, hey, I work hard. I deserve this. Right. We've all been there. I have. I don't know if you have, but I've definitely been there. And still, oftentimes I struggle with that today. Um, can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. Sure. We can talk your about, thoughts. Yeah, we can talk about retail therapy. Uh, retail therapy has a lot to do with or everything to do with emotions. You know, it's an emotional response. Sometimes people uh, respond like that. Sometimes people respond by eating. Sometimes people respond by doing uh, various things, but it's an emotional response. Um, As a realtor, basically, it's easier to sell a house when somebody's emotionally happy than when they're not, right? So this emotion thing is connected to money. People oftentimes don't see it, but it is directly connected to your money. And that's the way that, you know, when something happens, but it's not only when you're down, people go buy stuff when they want to celebrate something, they go buy just for any reason, they will run out and buy something because that's the way they feel at the time. And they feel like I need to go experience this. I need to do this. And if you have the money to do it, there's nothing wrong with, with doing it. 
But when you don't have the money to do it, that's when we get in trouble. We go out and, and spend future money on things we want to enjoy today. Now, you have to still have some self-control, whether it's retail, retail therapy or whatever it is that you're going through, that your emotions are driving you through it. Uh, you have to have some self-control because sometimes people will go out, purchase things, and then when they get home or a few days later, you know, when the emotions run off, it's like, okay, why did I do this? Or what do I have here? Is this really going to benefit me uh, mentally, physically, emotionally in the future? How is it going to benefit me? And so we, we need to consider all, all of this. And so it's, it's not as, it's very hard when this is what your behavior has always been, or this is what the habit is. If I get upset, I just go buy something, you know, a piece of cake or, or a purse, some shoes, whatever. Or if something good happens, I just go buy something. Uh, we need to kind of look at our habits and what we're doing and change up. Maybe there's a different way I can celebrate. Maybe there's a different way I can calm down, a different, different way I can handle stress that will be beneficial for me physically, mentally, and in my future. Uh, because some of this stuff is not always good. No, it's not. And uh, I purchased something last month. I was I was in a good mood. I was hanging out with my cousin. We had gone to brunch in Beverly Hills. And then we wanted to take a walk around Beverly Hills, Rodeo. And, you know, my cousin's doing well. She's got a husband. Like, you know, they're doing well, right? Uh, I'm a single lady who works in nonprofit. I'm not wealthy. And so we did a little shopping and we bought some things. And like you were saying, I got home. And after that high wore off, I was like, what did I do? <laughs> why did, why did I buy that? You know, this thing from this expensive store. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to carry it for a while. Right. So I waited a couple weeks and then, um, one Sunday, like maybe a few Sundays ago, I said, um, hmm, I don't think I'm going to keep this. I think I'm going to take it back. There were a couple of reasons why I was going to take it back. One is I wasn't in love with it the way that I thought that I was. The other reason was I knew that there were some parents going back to school with their, ki their kids going back to school who could use some support. And I, th I thought that that would be a better way to spend that kind of money would be to share it with those families, right? So here's the thing, though, what happens, some of it is pride, taking things back. Sometimes you're prideful because for some reason you don't want the store person to think you couldn't afford it. Uh, second of all, um, maybe the salesperson was really nice and they got commission on that sale and that's going to go come off of their commission when you take it back. So because I'm a nice person, like I start thinking about all these things like, oh, my gosh, how is that going to affect that person's income? Girl, take the purse back to the store. That person probably made $60, $70 off of that because they don't make that much. It's just an accumulation of those commission sales that add to their paycheck. But it wasn't that serious. So it's like I thought about it. And, you know, the day that I decided to take it back, Adrian, it ended up being the very last day that that item could be returned wow. for me to get those dollars back. And I went in there and the lady was like, oh, I think it's too late. I said, what do you mean? I thought I had 30 days. She said, no, you only have 15 days. 
And she said, this is the last day, though. She's like, you barely made it. I was like, oh, my goodness. Thank God. But, yeah, I was in a happy place shopping with my cousin, bought the bag, and was like, yeah, this is going to be cute. Got home. A couple days later, I was like, you bought that? Why? <laughs> well, sometimes when we go and do things, it, it may be social pressure. It may be, um, you know, pressure, peer pressure, family pressure, people saying that this is what you should do. So one thing you need to think about it, am I buying this for me or am I buying this uh, to show off? Am I buying this because I'm with my girls or what? And uh, sometimes it's just a, a matter because whenever you make up your mind that this is what you want to do, it's not going to change the behavior of others, you know. So sometimes mm -hmm. you have to let them know that, look, I'm in a space where I'm saving for my future. I'm investing. You can tell them as much as you want uh, for the future. And so I'm cutting back on the things that I'm purchasing. I'm trying to be mindful and make, uh, you know, good purchases. And so I may not go out and I'm glad to go with you, but I may not spend any money today and let them know it's nothing against you. It's not it's not personal, but this is where I am. I don't expect for you to change where you are. But this is where I am. I understand this is where you are. And so I just need for you to understand that this is where I am uh, to make them feel like, you know, you still want to be a part of the group. You still want to participate. But uh, as far as what you've done and what you're you're counting on for your future, because being a single female, it's all on you, Carla. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what all you do it. now and what you what you're going to do or what you're going to have for the future. And so you can't rely on anybody else. Uh, so that's kind of where uh, where we are, you know. Mm -hmm. I like that you're saying that, to have those conversations, though, because I, I think they're really important. Uh, I'll give you another example. I went um, out to dinner this week with a few friends who were in town from out of the country. Right. So we went out to dinner and I didn't look at the menu beforehand. I was like, you know, I'll just go. I'll show up and, and we'll eat and have a good time. And there were six of us. So we ate. We had a good time. The bill came. <laughs> we each owe two hundred dollars. <laughs> wow. And I was like. Okay, no problem, right? And then I just said out loud, I was like, I can't be hanging out with y'all on a regular basis because I don't, I don't have disposable income like that. Like this was a treat, this was fun. I love you guys, but this is what I, I'm not going to be able to continue to do this. And hopefully, you guys understand. Today's fine, whatever. Like, is I'm not broke, but right. I, that I can't, I can't live like that. Right. And so they were able, they were able to understand it, and. uh they, you know, I was comfortable enough with the friendship to, I, was, I said it in a joking way, but they know that I, they know that I meant it. Right. Like this is, this is not the lifestyle that I can do right now. And maybe at some point it won't be a big deal, but this is LA and everything costs. And when you start to add alcohol into the tab, like it, it shoots up. I'll take anybody out to eat any day who, who's not a drinker. That, <laughs> that bill is going to be fine. It's when you go out with another wine drinker like me, like say for the average cost of a glass of wine is $18. Get two glasses of wine. You're already over uh, close to $40 in. Right. To your bill. To, and you ain't got your food yet. You don't have no appetizer. <laughs> you, you ain't got no dessert. You don't have no entree. That's why it's $200 because all y'all drinking wine with the food. 
Right? So it's like if you can't go out and fully immerse yourself in the experience and enjoy the, the things that you want to enjoy, like I don't really want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to go. Or yes, I'm going to go and say to myself, okay, this is what you are allowing yourself to spend tonight. You're going to have one glass of wine or maybe you're going to have an Arnold Palmer and, you know, have a glass of wine when you get home or no wine today and, and see if you can enjoy yourself that way. So there, there are different ways that you can do it. You can either fully immerse yourself in the experience and spend the money, which is what I would love to do. Or you can just tell yourself, you know, I'm going to make an adjustment here and go and do it this way and not say we're going to split the bill six ways. This is what I can afford or you don't go. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and you're right. Uh, it's about priorities. If that's the way you like to spend two hundred dollars, go for it. You know, and if you have the money and it's not that, you know, when the, you told the story of taking the purse back, it's not all the time that you're broke, because when I retired, there was a watch that I wanted and I could have fully paid cash for the watch. Right. But I thought about it and I thought about some of the other things that uh, I may want to do uh, as far as investing the money into the stock market and doing some other things. It made more sense at that time for me to go ahead and do that instead of that. So Mm. I bought a a watch that tells me about blood pressure and all this other kind of stuff that I wear every day as opposed to a fancy watch that I would only have on either on Sundays or when I went out because I don't wear a watch a fancy one every day. I wouldn't wear that every day anyway. So I would spend all this money on something as a retirement present to myself uh, for something that I did not, it did not make sense to me when I thought about it, said back, but it's not because I couldn't afford it. It was going to be paid for, mm. but that's not where my priorities are. Now in the future, I still may get it, but I get to make that decision. You know, it's so nice to walk into a, a watch store and know that you could afford anything in the store and walk out and not buy anything. <laughs> and they don't know, you know, they don't know how much money you have, uh, but it's it's a great feeling. And sometimes I get more of a high out of that than to, to make a purchase, which is not a smart purchase at the time. You know what, though? The thing about that is that you are confident in yourself. You don't care what other people think. You don't care about walking out of the store and them thinking, oh, she couldn't afford it. Uh, Poor thing. She was just in here window shopping so she can get it one of these days. You don't care about that. But many of us do. Many of us do care about trying on a watch or trying on a bag or trying on some shoes and wanting them and loving them, but walking out of the store for whatever reason, whether you have it or not, we care what the person thinks. Yeah. And so how, how did you get to a point in your life where you don't care about that? You know, I've always been walked to the beat of a different drummer. Um, I've, you know, in college, the college kids did one thing and I may have done something else. And some of it goes back to, I never wanted to disappoint my parents. Uh, They sacrificed for me. You go through college and did a lot for me. And the one thing I never wanted them to get a phone call, you know, Adrian's in jail or Adrian's done whatever. Uh, I never wanted that to happen. So I would uh, monitor what I did and took the right steps, uh, you know, in life. And I grew up in church and I, I really believed in God and wanted to please him also. So that had a lot to do with it, too. But when you get a certain um, that, I mean, there's a financial confidence when you get a certain amount of 
money either invested somewhere or you know you have the backing. So it's like you don't have to believe me. You know, you know, I don't have you know, you don't have to. I can walk into a place with shorts or whatever on. And it's just in the back of my mind, it's like these people have no idea who they're working with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so that brings me brings me joy because I've done the hard work. This didn't come easy. Before I left my company, I wanted my 401k to have a certain amount in it, right? So uh, since I had stayed there for 36 years, I was not leaving that company without having a certain amount of money in my 401k. Uh, it's backing me whenever I need it. I haven't touched it yet, but it's backing me. You know, uh, the rental properties, they're backing me. So when you have done the hard work, you've done the things that made the sacrifices, because I could have been buying red bottom shoes and, and purses and stuff <laughs> like that. But that's not what I wanted to do. I knew one day I wanted to retire. I knew one day that I wanted to do what I wanted to do and not what I was required to do because because of my finances or lack of finances. So that has a lot to do with my with my confidence uh, and people just not knowing. And I call it stealth wealth because you you don't know what's what's in this engine here, you know. So. I used to always say that to you on Periscope. I'm like, this lady sitting up here with all this money, she will never know. She ain't never going to tell you. You can keep guessing. It is what it is. But you you know, I'm like, she got it going on. She got it. Before I knew you knew you, I was like, she got it going on. You could just tell. Um, it's the confidence that you have in the air about you. Um, last thing that I want to talk about is social media influences, right? Influencers and influences. And the things that we see on social media and the glitz and the glam and I, all the trips, all the bags, all the cars, how do we set up, I don't even know if it's set up our social media so that we aren't influenced by these things, but when that comes into play, like how do we continue to make the right decisions when that is in our face like 24-7, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, you know, YouTube, Facebook, all of those things. Yeah, that uh, the social media, they call it uh, lifestyle marketing or something like that. So basically, uh, and don't believe everything you see. Okay. Okay. Uh, especially when the economy took a turn, there are a lot of people that were, were, you know, flaunting all these cars and all this stuff. And I follow some of these folks and they're talking about, they're honestly talking about how their income took a dip. You know, a lot of people that uh, were, if they had monthly plans and stuff, a lot of people got out of their monthly plans because they just couldn't afford it anymore. And so uh, don't believe the hype of everything you say uh, or everything that you see, uh, you know, and some people will rent houses or they used to rent houses, rent cars to make these videos. So it's really- And private jets. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a lie from- go to, You can go to the airport, the private airport, and you can record content as if you are on a PJ. Yep. And then you get right on off of that thing. And that thing ain't never left the ground. And people believe it and buy it. Like you're buying into these things, like you said, that are usually most of the time they're not legit. Right. I know people personally who live in a little apartment, but you could you would never be able to tell that the lifestyle that they're presenting on social media is not the real lifestyle that they are living. 
Right, right. And there are some people out there now, uh, Carla, especially on YouTube, they're calling these people out, calling them scams, uh, scammers and everything else. So they're they're kind of pulling the covers off of some of the stuff that these people are doing and how they're taking advantage of others um, by what they're saying. And some of these programs that they're out there that's really not, not legit and people are being taken advantage of. So uh, there's integrity that plays into that, too. And uh, for people, I mean, that's the one thing that if if you're not integral, I don't want to have anything to do with because I can't trust which person is going to show up today. You know what I'm saying? So um, so be very careful when it comes to that uh, flashy life and stuff. But don't believe the hype because it's not what you think it is. It, it's really not. So uh, don't don't live your life by what you see um, other people or what they're putting out there in social media. It's social media for a reason. You know, uh, it's it's not, you know, it's like the, the housewives of whoever. They're doing all this stuff to get you to watch them, you know. <laughs> so that's really not how life really is on a day to day basis. They show you the best parts of all the parties and all this kind of stuff and all the fighting and all that. But that's to make a show to keep us coming back watching. And that's what these uh, influencers are doing. They're, they're making a show to keep us coming back watching, you know, keeping up with them. Yeah. And the things that most of the lifestyle influencers are showing us, they're not in alignment with what we're discussing right now. Right. right? It's like red bottoms. They depreciate the moment you take them and walk out of the store with them. And then how long does the bottom stay red once you walk on the ground with them? <laughs> That's what's so funny to me. That's so funny to me because uh, one step in the red bottom shoe and you get it scuffed or it turns black. And it's, you know, yeah, I guess they're still worth something, but the, the bottom is not, is no longer solid red anymore. No, no, I call them uh, valet shoes. You valet, <laughs> you walk out of the car into the place, sit down, don't walk around, eat your dinner, whatever, get up, walk back to the valet, get in your car. <laughs> That's those are that's what those shoes are for. They're not made to just be walking around in them any and everywhere. But anyway, um, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that perspective and just confirming that it's just what you see is not always the case. And you got to live your own life and you got to make decisions, financial decisions and moves that are in alignment with your values and what you want for yourself in the future. Right. Right. You know, it's like what we were talking about earlier, what you do today with your money. There are going to be consequences later. Do you want those consequences to be great or do you want them to adversely affect your dreams and your goals for yourself and for your family, and for your legacy? So I appreciate you so much. Can you talk about how people can stay in touch with you, Adrian's Avenue? what you got coming up or anything that I didn't ask you today that you wanted to share. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, the best way to stay in touch with me is through Adrian's Avenue, which is my YouTube channel. I drop a ton of information, a ton of free information on there. Things that you may not know, things that you probably need to know. I have, uh, I have episodes on there that will help single uh, women as well as people, I have some episodes on living paycheck to paycheck. So anything about money, about retirement, I have on there questions about when you leave your job, how it's going to feel after that, preparing to retire, the things you need to do up front uh, in order that you can retire and hit that number and leave the day that you want to leave without any regrets or not let 
finances be the reason we keep staying and hanging on. There are things that we can do that help to help ourselves. Uh, we just sometimes we just don't know about them. Uh, so sometimes we just need to learn about them. Also, you can uh, connect with me at my uh, email, uh, aearls10 at gmail.com if you want to stay connected to me because I do send out letters, newsletters on, uh, on occasion. I'm not as good with that, but I will have in October, I am planning a session where I'm going to sit down and share my uh, plans for 2024. And this is not only financial plans, but this is spiritual plans, the things that I sit down and think about. And I do it in October because I want to get it done before the holidays hit. Plus, because I have a budget, because I know what I've done in the past, I can go ahead and preset what I want to do for next year. And I would be, I mean, as far as my health, you know, going to the gym, what vitamins I take, all of that, I'd love to share with uh, folks so that they can get on the, uh, well, at least look at what I'm doing and make a choice whether they want to to do something like that or not, but that would be, uh, that's going to be totally free. I don't have the dates, but if you send me an email and, and uh, you know, want to get that email when it comes out, it's going to be on a Zoom call. Uh, I will be more than happy to send it to whoever wants to be there with me. Y'all, listen to this lady. I'm telling you, I am out of debt. I am out of debt because of Adrian, because I knew that she was somebody that I should listen to. So. Take heed. I'm telling you, I've brought you the best. So make sure you follow Adrienne's Avenue and make sure you email her and get on her email list. And if you'd like to stay connected with GYSB with me, you can find me on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. I am GYSB Movement on all social media platforms. If you want to email me, you can email me at gysbmovement at gmail.com. That's the best way to get in touch with me um, if you want to Leave a comment here on this episode. That would be amazing. And share this episode out. Listen, we want to help as many women as we possibly can enjoy their second half of life to the fullest. We want to elevate together. And this is the way to do it, building community. Whether you are in the GYSB community or you're in Adrian Earl's community, like be in both of them, right? Because we're connected for a reason and we, we just want to elevate together. Like it's no fun doing it by yourself. So. Whether you want to elevate financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, in your relationships, GYSB Talks, this is the community you really need to be in. And financially, you need to get with Adrian Earls, okay? Super happy that you joined us today. Looking forward to more episodes in the future. If there's anything that you want to hear on the podcast, please let me know. You can let me know down below in the Q&A section, or you can email me. Until then, Adrian, thank you so much. It has been wonderful having you here on GYSB Talks again. Uh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. All content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. 
Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.